The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. It's a film award season episode. Steven, you are here this week. Yes, yes, yes I am. you are here. And just this very morning, all of the Oscar nominations were announced bright and early. Yes, I don't they were. understand why they do that. Is it just to appease think, all of the Eastern people? Well, yeah, because what time do they do it? They do it. 5 30 Hollywood. Yeah, so that's like uh, 8. It's eight like 8 30 Eastern. Yeah, so that's Eastern time. You got to get all the news outlets early in the morning. I guess it just seems like brutal for all those people on the yeah they on the West they Coast. say they sleep in oh they they're, they're not all oh I, I I was asleep when my nomination was announced <laughs> I'm sorry oh yeah they're all I'm sure they're all asleep uh, so that happened this morning they were all announced I think by oh, if I can remember right uh, John Krasinski and like Guillermo del Toro and a bunch of other people uh, so all of the nominations came out this is just a couple days after the Golden Globes happened right which were a whole thing in and of itself uh, but now. We have the Oscars, and uh, before we did that, you and I kind of made some predictions. I didn't make any predictions. You didn't make any predictions? No. Well, guess what? I did, Stephen. How'd your predictions turn out? I haven't really compared. Oh, they look pretty okay. similar. I did a lot of reading. I got really into it. Uh, some things happen. Some things, are, I think, are surprising. Like? That I am very surprised. Uh, what, I there's I, no I have not people seen, of color? Well, that is... Not super surprising, to be quite honest. I mean, I mean, yeah, there was a variety had an article. I mean, I'm sad by it. I mean, I'm disappointed by it. I guess a variety had an article today where they were talking about well, there's 305 movies mm-hmm. that were up for the. Um, I don't have all the data in front of me, but um, uh, of them, this percentage were directed by women. This percentage were directed by people of color. This mm-hmm. percentage were directed by LGBTs, um, and so it they were kind of. I don't think they were trying to justify it because Variety had a bunch of other things like why did they not do these kinds of things this Mm -hmm. year? So I don't think that they were trying to justify the Oscars. And then the other thing is they point out is that about 70 percent of the voting academy is men. Sure. So I'm not trying to make excuses, but I mean, when we look at some of these categories like best actor, for example, performed by an actor Mm -hmm. in a leading role. Uh, we have Brian Cranston in Trumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Matt Damon in The Martian, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, right. Michael Fassbender in uh, Steve Jobs, and Eddie um, Redmayne in The Danish Girl. Right. No, no Beasts of No Nation. Mm-hmm. No, uh, um, what's his name? No The Little Kid either. Yeah, and, yeah. And so it's just like really shocking. But I have a, I have a bit of a theory about that one though. Well, you know. Uh, I didn't see the kind of the backlash to the nominations until 
after work today because my social network scanning is on a completely different radar besides oh, yeah, film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but then I started thinking, I'm like, well, to me, it's it happened last year, I believe. Yes, it did. It, it happened had last the, year. Um, what was it? Uh, the hashtag no white Oscar or whatever or it was. Oscar so white. Oscar so white, yeah. Um, which apparently I didn't realize this was the, these two viewers are the first time that a person of color hasn't been nominated for one of the major actress awards for yeah. like a decade. Yeah. Um, but then I started thinking, honestly, there's a lot of films that I'm trying to think, and maybe you can refresh my memory. I'm just dropping gaps. How many people of color really got cast in roles that well, were I mean, directed? Straight out of Compton. As, yeah, straight out of Compton. Had a whole bunch. A whole lot. Uh, you had Beasts of No Nation, had a whole bunch. Yeah, Beasts of No Nation had a lot of going against it with the Academy just because it was Netflix. I, that's, well. that's my thinking is they, yeah. they snubbed it because it was Netflix. I think that, I, which is interesting to me because uh, in the documentary category, the Ukrainian film right. is uh, a Netflix original documentary, which Netflix- But it was released in the Ukraine? Um, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think I mean, I think it was done by that, but it's a Netflix production oh, release. Okay. It's not like a foreign film category. It's just documentary. Oh, Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they've the Netflix has released a couple of really good documentaries that who have, who have been nominated. Uh, I think The Square got nominated uh, two years ago. It uh-huh. was really great, and it was about uh, the protests and overturn in Egypt. And so it's weird that the Academy would be like, yeah, this is fine. But then when it gets to like the quote unquote prestigious film uh, categories, yeah. they would end up starting that, to that was the my, other way. That was my thinking is, eh, it's Netflix. It's, you know, it didn't have a, a very big theatrical release. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go ahead and, and put it in, you know, just yeah. not going to nominate it. Well, you know, and then, because when I look back on 2015, and the films that I really loved, I thought there were a lot of great films with people of color, especially black actors, uh, in them this year that I loved. But I would never consider them like they would ever get nominated for an Academy Award. Right. Because I know the Academy, because I think Dope was amazing. Yeah, Dope Straight was Compton really good. Was great. We should get a few yeah. nominations, but it was a major studio. It was a major studio. Uh, and I, then um, um, Concussion yeah. uh, was not, Will Smith was not nominated for anything with that. And granted, I haven't seen that movie, so maybe I've, he's yeah, not very good so, in it. So. Um, but... Um, you know there were plenty of there were p- plenty of of people up that could have been considered this year that yeah. I think were passed over maybe out of spite and some mm. out of just poor judgment sure you know yeah yeah, yeah. so i i mean i mean the same thing happened with Selma, i think it really really made yeah, people yeah. mad cuz that was i mean considered one of the best films of the year and it <laughs> right, got right. snubbed on so many right. categories Right. Uh, so yeah, that is just. Hey, on the plus side, Chris Rock's going to host it. So yeah, there you go. Um, one of the, what I was going to get to is what really surprised me, especially coming out of the Golden Globes, and really a lot of my predictions was that Hateful Eight didn't get more more nominations. That, it doesn't surprise me for a couple of reasons. Have you you haven't had a chance to see the movie yet? No, I right? have not. It's a so bit of a spoiler here for people is um, with. Um, what's the the bastards movie? Um, Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Okay, yeah. something really weird happened at the end of that movie, where all of a sudden you're telling a good story, good story, good story. You've got some great acting, and then suddenly, you know, it's like let's just blow everybody up and right. kill everybody. It got super right? violent, and it just got super violent with not really a reason mm-hmm. behind it. And I think I was listening to Nerdist. I think I was listening to Chris Hardwick uh, interview Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. and they'd asked, "Did you do you have a?" a plot or an idea do you you plot this out do you have the note cards and everything as you're trying to tell your story and he's like oh heck no 
All I do is I just start and I just go until I don't go anywhere. And I think that's what happened with Hateful Eight. Because mm-hmm. even though I really, really liked Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. the second the second half of the movie or the last third of the movie really turned into, and again, spoiler, if you don't want to listen to it for the next minute, really turned into Inglorious Bastards. Where it's I've just heard, like, let's kill everybody yeah. with no real resolution to the end of it. One of my friends described it as his most violent film, which is very... It does get very which violent. Which is very interesting to me that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes the... <laughs> but on the other hand... Yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee, who plays mm-hmm. uh, the um, the I forget what her n- name was in the uh, in the in the movie, she did an exceptional job in my mm-hmm. opinion. And out of everybody that was there, she's the one that I said, "Oh, of anybody in here, she should get a nomination." And she did, right. but it was for a supporting role, which is interesting because she's the only female. Well, she's the I guess there's like three females uh, in there: uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Zoe Bell, and then I forget who the other woman was who, who in a brief flashback for like five minutes in the movie, is the actual proprietor of the place that they're staying at. Mm-hmm. I thought she would have been in a in the leading in a leading role because mm-hmm. she's the only female in there. Yeah, and Kurt Russell, I love him, but Kurt Russell was essentially playing um, uh, Jack Burton from. A big trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, "Well, that's him doing Jane." Jane uh, um, what's his name? The cowboy guy, um, John Wayne. John Wayne, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, I can see that." Uh, and then you know, Samuel L. Jackson's doing Samuel L. Jackson, but a lot of those other actors that were in it were really, really good. Um, but I think some of the main leads were just kind of wanting to be in it, but kind of not mm-hmm. wanting to be in it. I guess that's hard to explain. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, not seeing Hateful Eight in here is not surprising. I'm glad Jennifer Jason Lee did get a nomination mm-hmm. uh, i'm glad that um um where is it the uh, marconi got, marconi got yeah. uh um musical score which he won for at the golden globes uh and i mean, I mean that's the golden globe thing is what surprised me about the hateful eight because oh, they right. got i mean they got nominated for best they can get best film best director best script uh mm-hmm. best actress um she got Best Actress was nominated. Uh, now I don't remember. I know oh, she was okay. nominated though. Mm-hmm. And then Best Scores. They had a, a you know a couple more, and I think cinematography. Yeah, well, I mean, so they I, got a lot of. It's still a, a very very books. good movie, but mm-hmm. the the ending was just kind of like oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of yeah yeah, but it's still very good. Yeah. Um, things. Uh, anything? Did anything pop out to you going through that you thought were surprising? The, the I mean we can just start at the the top the big ones the, yeah so what the were top your films yeah what were your predictions what what did you predict and what did you end up with um I only did eight films because I didn't really know how many they're gonna do for best picture uh Martian Hateful Eight Revenant Big Short Spotlight Room Mad Max and Straight Outta Compton you're pretty close um yeah. Big Short uh which is comedy which I haven't seen I've already pre ordered yeah. it I want to see it's not here it it's is. not here yet is it no the, it really upset me I think it's been here for a week and it's oh it leaving. has. Yeah, today's the last, the last day. Oh, well, son of a... Yeah, I know, right? Can we go... See, what, what's the next show? I don't know. I mean, I got nothing to do. Me either. Because I, I want to see the big short, so that was yeah, there. Yeah, so did I. One of my friends saw it, and it was really good, and I tried to go this week. I didn't have time. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Yep. Brooklyn, which... Uh, is that the... I forget which that one. Is that is a movie that popped up when I was looking for... Uh, looking through people doing their prediction, and it popped up. I'd never even heard of it before. I think I've seen some of the trailers for it. Oh, uh, Okay. Uh, um, but you know, a lot of this stuff I haven't seen. I just kind of, Oh yeah. The, the immigration story. Yeah. Yeah. The Irish and the, um, Italian falling in love. Uh, then you had Mad Max Fury Road, the Martian, the Revenant, 
Room, which I have not seen anything about, and then Spotlight, no. which only just popped up on my radar last couple of days because they've put all of them in pre-orders on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And that is the um, the Catholic uh, molestation scandal. Right. That uh, that they did in Boston, so that one was a surprise. I had not really heard of that one. So no, that one kind of I think really popped up during award season and started making some some waves in that. <laughs> so here's the thing: our good friend Scott Johnson is just yeah. so excited that Mad Max Fury Road got all these nominations in here. A couple of things that I, the reason why I don't think that this movie is going to to get it. Yeah. Okay. If you look at it, you've got Bridge of Spies, thriller movie, right? Mm-hmm. Based on real events. Sure. Brooklyn, where you're talking about these different uh, voices, uh, different uh, backgrounds trying to live together, mm-hmm. right? You've got The Martian, which is, hey, let's let's rescue somebody. High drama comedy. It's probably pretty low. The Revenant, which is this really intense drama. Did you see The uh, Revenant? I just saw it this last week. And it's pretty intense, oh, right? Yeah, it's super, intense. super intense. And yeah. then you've got Room and Spotlight. Mad Max Fury Road is more of a entertainment kind of film yeah. and not deep heavy like some no. of these other subject matters are. So if it wins, I'll be very surprised, especially with the rest of these being so heavy on drama, so heavy on, you know, let's tone down the action and let's, let's, let's look at a story. Let's make it Mm -hmm. personal. Uh, So I think that's why Mad Max Fury Road probably will not win best picture of the year. I I really don't think. I agree. I think if Mad Max wins best picture, it will be a giant upset. Oh yeah. No, I don't. I really think fans have think Mad Max is a shot because I'm not denying it was a good film like it was a really good action film Mm -hmm. better than most action films this year but uh, I mean I just don't think it's not the film that's going to win I I think which one do you think is going to win out of these um that's a good question I think The Revenant it it led nominations it seems like that's the one that's going to it looks like that could be it and I think if it does I mean that's huge because Birdman won last year, mm-hmm. and that was oh, the same director, right? Same director yeah. in Yaratu's, uh film. Um, I think it um, seems like the Revenant. The is Revenant the one could do. go and win and do. And if it wins, I don't see how it doesn't win for best director because I believe he won best director last year and won best mm-hmm. film. And mm-hmm. the year before that, I think best director won best film. And as it goes, so I think, achievement in directing though, we have The Big Short mm-hmm. from Adam McKay. Mad Max, Fury Road, George Miller, who, you know, he's been, he's been nominated before. I don't remember if he won for Happy Feet or not, um, but um, he's been nominated before. Mm-hmm. And from a directing standpoint, you know, he had to he had to try to get some performances out of his actors. Yeah. Uh, the Revenant, which, as you uh, said, in, uh, what's his name in Aratu? Yep. Uh, Room by Lenny Abra- Abramson and Spotlight mm-hmm. by Tom McCarthy. Um, you're probably right. If they went somewhere, they would probably, if The Revenant wins for Best Picture, then it has to be directing because... I mean, that again, I haven't seen the movie, but I've watched yeah. a lot of extended trailers over the last couple of days of The Revenant, and it looks super intense, and it looks like it's from an acting standpoint, you really had to perform, and from the directing standpoint, you really had to have your crap together mm-hmm. if you wanted to pull this movie off. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you listen or read to any of the things people have been talking about, especially mm-hmm. like the cast mm-hmm. and crew on the film, how intense the shoot was, mm-hmm. how it is, they had to fly from up north Canada all the way yeah. to Argentina to find snow and yeah. get all this stuff gone. And you, I mean, the acting in it is incredible. It's just, I honestly, I don't understand. I haven't seen all the nominees for best picture. I haven't seen right. everything, but to me, it is the best film of the year. Some people complain that it's long. I, yeah, I can see what they're coming from. I don't necessarily agree, well, yeah. but, uh, 
I think it is. And I think if it starts winning them, it's going to win a whole lot and it's going to be really crazy. So you think he's, you think the Revenant is best director? Yeah, I think best, he'll win the best director too. Okay. Performance by an actor in a leading role. We have Brian Cranston in Trumbo, Matt Damon in The Martian, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, Michael Fassbender in the, uh, Steve Jobs and, uh, Eddie, uh, Redmayne in the, um, Danish girl. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, if I'm looking at best picture, I really wanted the Martian to go because I think yeah. it's the one that has the most uplifting thing about it. I think it's one of those movies that a lot of people can get behind and say, yeah. Hey, let's go do something wonderful. But then when you see the Revenant, it's like, okay. Um, how much time does Leonardo DiCaprio spend by himself in the Revenant? Because he's out hunting somebody who's killed his son, right? Right, yeah. So the whole it's kind of it's really interesting when I watched it. I was thinking there's a lot of kind of comparisons between it and the Martian and right. plot. It's a guy kind of surviving the elements on his own, mm-hmm. essentially getting help along the way right. through some forces. Um so there's a lot by that he is by himself. I would say maybe half the film. Okay. That sounds about right. I mean, it's a good 150 minutes. So because the thing that it, track of time. the thing that is interesting about Matt Damon is he doesn't really have anyone to play off of mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. He does at the beginning and he does at the very end. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the time, it's him emoting. It's him reacting to things he's supposed to see or things that are supposed to be happening around right. him. And to me, that takes a lot to be able to draw an audience into the story mm-hmm. to get them excited, to get them sad, to get them fearful of what's going on um, as opposed to just sitting there and having a conversation with somebody across the room from you. So right. I, you know, I think the Martian should win, but who knows? I mean, uh, honestly, in the best performance by an actor, you know who I think they're going to give it to. Who? I think they're going to give it to Brian Cranston. Oh, really? Because Hollywood loves to pat itself on the back and oh, loves yeah. to tell stories about, you know, Hollywood mm-hmm. and Trumbo is a story about Hollywood yeah. and the worst time about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I think they might give it to Brian Cranston. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. The Oscars loves to pat itself, which is why we were watching The Revenant and a trailer for Hail Caesar, the upcoming oh, Coen yes, Brothers God, movies. I cannot wait for that to come out. When it came up, I said, if this movie gets above an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. I bet you $1,000 it will be nominated for Best oh, Picture yeah. next year. Because yeah. it's about Hollywood. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a comedy, it doesn't matter what it is. It's by two established mm-hmm. directors mm-hmm. who make Oscar-nominated movies. And yeah. they'll do a film about the industry and it'll get nominated. And it'll right. So it looks like uh, picture of the year for me is Martian. For you, it's The Revenant. Actor, I'm going to go with Brian Cranston. Mm, who, who are you yeah. going to go with? Um, I've been with DiCaprio for a long okay. time. I still think, I think this is the movie. He'll finally win it. And you're going with uh, The Revenant for the director? Yeah. I'll yeah. go with that too. Yeah. Um, You know, I, don't, I've ne- I haven't seen a single... One of the movies with the actresses in it. No, I wanted I to go watch either. Joy, I want, but I, I heard Joy was garbage. So have I, which really <laughs> surprises me why. I mean, okay, so here's the other thing that I have a problem with about Mad Max. Mad Max is supposed to be this awesome, great movie, and everybody's fawning all over it and loving all over it and all these kinds of things. It's like George Miller, yay, and mm-hmm. George Miller's like, well, I'm not going to do another Mad Max movie. And then people are like, no, George Miller, no. And he's like, well, maybe I'll come back and do another Mad Max movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this is also the year where people are like, eh, People don't want to go see a movie that has a female lead in it. I don't care what anyone says. It says Mad Max colon Fury Road. But um, what's his face? Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Is, not, is not the central character oh, of no. Mad Max Fury Road. It's, it's um, Emperor, Emperor Furiosa. It's Furiosa. Yeah. And Charlie Theron. And where is she on here? I had her, I had her 
as on my list. Where, I thought where is she on her... this list? She yeah. is not on this list. You know why, don't you? Tell me, Stephen. She's from Africa. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> joked on that today on Twitter. It's like, no, she's from Africa, uh, and so she she's not going to get the nomination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if people think that Mad Max is so great, why do they shun her in this when she mm-hmm. was the most central, pivotal figure, yeah. the most powerful figure on in this movie? She didn't get a nomination. Yeah. So come I, on. But Tom, I mean, granted, Tom Hardy also didn't get nominated for a Mad Max. No. Uh, he did get nominated for The Revenant for a supporting yeah. well, actor. Well, he's amazing in that. That's what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, if your actors aren't that good enough to be to hit the noms and joy is, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying Jennifer Lawrence is, is, is horrible, but I think Charlize Theron is probably better than Jennifer Lawrence in this, in this movie. I mean, and I haven't seen joy. I've heard mixed reviews about it. The official reviews from Rotten Tomato are yeah, it's bad. bad. Like yeah. bad. I was like how, and it got nominated for golden globes before it came out. And then it was like, this is like low. It was like rotten. Right. And then it got best picture and then she won the golden globe. I'm like, I mean, I guess you could have a great, actor actress in your film and it still be garbage but what are the odds that the it doesn't balance out like i I just i was very disappointed not to see uh charlise theron Mm -hmm. uh, for best actress i had just i just uh, guessed that she would be in there Mm -hmm. um kate blanchett though for carol knowing what that story's about and i was listening to an interview this week from the writer of the uh of the movie Mm -hmm. um just sounds fantastic it's another one i wish i would have seen yeah uh brie larson in room I heard, uh, who is it, Max Landis on Twitter, mm. was going nuts one day over mm. the room in Brie Larson. Not, mm. not a Landis fan? Not not in the last couple of months. Yeah, no. sure. Um, I also had Emily Blunt on mine. Uh, she was in that movie Sicario, mm-hmm. which I haven't watched yet. It's up on iTunes. I've been, I almost watched it one night. Uh, it's gotten great reviews. People had a potential as best picture, a potential director attached to it. And it was like, well, you know, maybe it'll be one of those things where an actress sneaks in. Yeah. Uh, but she obviously did not get that nomination as well. Yeah. I just, I'm, I mean, again, um, Carol room, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. 45 years. These are all pretty serious yes. bits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. these are all serious things. Mm-hmm. So again, if they're going serious on who they're, giving these awards to for leading actress, then that kind of should indicate where they're leaning for motion picture. Yeah. That, no, that's all I'm saying. I'm not. And again, we've seen where it doesn't have to be that the best actor, best actress, best, you know, best director all have to come from the same movie. No. But when you start to see where the Academy, the, the members of the Academy are uh, putting their nominations in, it kind of gives you an indicator of where they're leaning towards. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what we talk about throughout the year. When we say this movie is Oscar material, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not saying this movie is essentially better than all other movies. It could be, right? But it's essentially saying this is the type of movie the Oscar wants to recognize that yeah. came out in the year. Yeah, because I think we'll all agree that there are dozens of movies that were great this year that deserve to be on the best. There picture was a very, other- there was a very great Twitter exchange between Kurt Busiek and I forget who else today, um, but essentially. Maybe it was Phil Hester. Um, but essentially it was like everybody's upset. Oh, where's Star Wars and all this? Mm-hmm. Why was Star Wars snubbed? And I believe as Busick said, hey, look, Star Wars is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Fun does not equate to quality or essentially I'm, I'm paraphrasing him here. Yeah. But he's essentially saying just because it's a fun movie doesn't mean it is the best movie. Right. doesn't mean it is Oscar worthy in this in this sense. Mm-hmm. Granted, Star Wars, very fun, very good movie. But- 
I probably also wouldn't put it on the list. No, I don't. Th- I mean, Star Wars got nominated a lot. And I saw someone say like, Star Wars didn't get Best Picture. It did get like four or five other nominations. And that's oh, sure. pretty good mm-hmm. for that genre of film. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I love Star Wars just as much as the next guy. Yeah. But when I got done with the Revenant, I go, this is a better movie than right. Star Wars. Just like Interstellar. When you see Inter- Interstellar, yeah. sat there is like, oh, this is an Oscar worthy movie. Yeah. And these are Oscar winning performances. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it, we talked extensively last year at this time yeah. <laughs> about how I feel about awards. No, I understand. So, you know, it's great that people get excited about this, but it is the industry rewarding itself. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's not like, I guess, and I don't really even want to put in, I don't even put in the, uh, the golden globes or the, um, people's choice awards is ranking up higher or anything because it's, when you look at people's choice, that's popularity contest. Stuff. Right. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, no, I, you know, I kind of, when I did a little write up of the winners in the golden globes this last week, it was interesting watching it. Cause I, I watch award shows. We all get together, uh, with Aubrey saying we watch it yeah. just because they're fun and I I mean I I do enjoy it uh, but it is it was outstanding to me or astounding to me that how much the people in the room the actors were all taking crack shots at the Golden Globes talking about how they're bought by the studio how they all buy them how they don't matter and the, even those people were like yeah these don't these don't mean anything right um it doesn't necessarily seem like people take the attitude towards the Academy Awards and it, maybe it's because it's something it, different. They do treat them a little bit more. I mean, yeah. they are more serious. Yeah. But again, I mean, the Oscars are about as important as anything else. And, and oh, yeah, life. yeah. I, I mean, mean, if you I mean, were going to look at all of the awards that they give out for film, this is the, certainly yeah. the best. But right? what I'm saying is like, while, while that is still the thing, they're mm-hmm. not that super in like in the scope of film or in the scope of really life in general they're not like super important right, right, right they're just right, fun right, the thing right. that probably get overblown uh certainly by when they're on tv for four and a half hours one night yeah um you know what i was really surprised by what's that is uh inside out did get best uh animated film of of course, of course. It's listed, i mean it's gonna win there but it didn't get best film i thought it had a shot a good shot at getting best film nomination you know, I have watched Inside Out probably, I don't know, we've probably watched it 20 or 30 times since it's come out on, mm-hmm. on video because the youngest just loves it. Yeah. I mean, he sees things that no one else sees, mm-hmm. you know, that we will forget and he'll say, oh no, you know, bing bong, uh, fierce all bing bong in this scene right here. And mm-hmm. he'll point to it and all those kinds of things. Um, it's super well animated. It does pull on all the emotions. But yeah, I I don't think it's a better sure. movie. I don't think it's a better mm-hmm. movie than say The Revenant or uh, sure. The Martian. No, I, just, I guess that's true. I mean, it's it's still really really good. Yeah, I guess I I think that was the one I got caught up in when uh, that's like oh it should be, but then you think about it and historically the Academy Awards traditional animation more than three D animation. Um, I guess it is definitely from Disney, which probably doesn't necessarily help it so much when it comes to the uh, the Academy Awards. Um, but it was one I thought if ever they were going to get a nom, this might be it. Unless it was like the early ones. It's like Toy Story and stuff. Yeah. Get nominated. No, I want to say I was I'm looking here real quick. I was pretty sure that uh, Beauty and the Beast was one of the first ones to land as 
um, in best picture mm. category. I don't think it, yeah, Beauty and the Beast in 1991. And there was a lot of, a lot of people going, how dare you put an animated really? film as best picture? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, and of course you're coming off a string of movies like Rain Man and Driving Miss Daisy, oh, Born sure. on the Fourth of July and Dances with Wolves and The Godfather Part Three and then Silence of the Lambs and Beauty and the Beast, JFK, Prince, you know, here's all mm-hmm. these things. And so that was the one that was nominated. I'm trying to see if there was another one that has been nominated since. I don't think, I don't think we have had an animated movie nominated since then. Because it seems like, ah, you've tried to reach too high to the mm-hmm. to the stars, and now we must smack you back down. Um, nope, I am not seeing one here. So, yeah, I think they've pretty much told animated movies, hey, look, you got your own category. Don't mm-hmm. horn in on other people's, uh, other people's stuff. Sure. So, and I mean, that's even with Toy Story. That's even with The, the Incredibles, which I think is a fantastic movie. Oh, Up was nominated. In 2009. Oh, was it? Yes, but uh, it was it, it, it was up against Hurt Locker and Avatar and uh, District yeah, 9 yeah, and Inglorious Bastards. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like that. Oh, Toy Story 3 was also there, too. So, yeah, okay. Oh. So, I guess it has happened, but um, it is not surprising that... Um, it's not surprising that there's nothing in the best picture category. Mm. So, yeah, three animated movies, four animated movies in the last... 20 years. Yeah. So not a whole lot. No. I think an interesting category this year is going to be cinematography because uh Hateful Eight yeah. did something spectacular. I mean, did the film, new mm-hmm. lens, big wide thing. I mean So here's the thing. I would I would certainly give Mad Max Fury Road best cinematography. Oh, really? Really would because of the because a lot of those effects were practical mm-hmm. because of the uh the work that you had to go through to get a lot of this stuff done in a single shot, like mm-hmm. you're having all these cars roll across the desert and you have to keep it all framed. You're mm-hmm. bouncing around. You're trying to get all these things in shot. It's, it's pretty spectacular from the cinematography sure. standpoint and it's done pretty wide uh, for the most part in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hateful eight is still very good. The problem with the cinematography though, in hateful eight is that there's lights that are not practical. I mean, mm-hmm. you, when you watch the movie, it's like you're watching a stage play yeah. at parts because there's like lights that obviously you're in the 1800s, no electricity. Why is there this big bright light just spotlighted <laughs> right down onto sure. the table kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, from the lens and the framing, the composition, and the, especially when you have to deal with stuff that is dealing with multiple layers of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there are some reasons for this to be in there. But I think Mad Max Fury Road might be the winner on that one that's i'm interested in that and uh the revenant because yeah, you, yeah. you talk about uh wide open long takes mm-hmm. i mean same cinematographer that did Birdman, mm-hmm. same one that did uh gravity so same th- one that did tree of life yeah is this, it's a it's astounding oh I he remember, did lubeski did uh, tree of life yeah okay yeah yeah so i mean mad max was amazing yeah yeah the, his work on The Revenant is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe Mad Max did a lot of interesting, good stuff, too. So yeah. I think that'll be, uh, It'll be a, I, a tight one. Yeah, I don't think Hateful Eight will, will win, even though it's beautifully shot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really well shot. Um, but some of the lighting is 
odd. Yeah. That's the main thing that I would say on that one. Um, but yeah, I can see the Revenant doing that too. So you really think that it's a Birdman double, double take here where everybody who's involved in Birdman is going to win this year. I mean, I like, it seems crazy because if Lubetsky wins cinematography, it'll be his third in a row. Yeah. I mean, I just don't even know if like, they'd be like, guys, we should just really, we should give someone else. We should just give someone else. We don't want to like create a monopoly on awards. Well, also but, if again, and I think I've been listening to a bunch of new podcasts mm-hmm. lately and I've been listening to a lot more film podcasts, but they were talking to, and I don't know if it was the director of Carol mm-hmm. or who it was in relation to Carol, but they were talking about how they tried to match the look of something that would have been shot during that same time period. Interesting. And even though it wasn't shot on film, they tried to match it as close as they could. And they really went into try to capture that world as if you mm. were shooting it at that time period. Mm. So I, I don't know. I, which is interesting because Carol is pretty, is, is pretty much straightforward. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's, I believe the artist one cinematography, it's big year mm. and it, I mean, it did the whole, let's go back to that era. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shooting aspect ratio, shooting mm-hmm. the same, uh, kind of stagey mm-hmm. in, in a way, mm-hmm. and it you know ended up impressing the academy as one does when you do a thing like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, pulled that one home too. Yeah. Well, all right. So we'll see if the Revenant uh, goes there. Uh, so Star Wars did get a few nominations: mm-hmm. uh, editing, mm-hmm. uh, sound mixing, score, sound editing. See, I think when we get into these areas, and I think when we get into these areas, mm-hmm. the editing, the sp- uh, special effects, maybe Star Wars will win on that. But I mean, for film editing. When I'm looking at these, man, Mad Max was super well-crafted as far yes. as editing goes. Yes, it was. Uh, when we look at achievement for makeup and hairstyling, again, Mad Max, I think, is going to do much better than Revenant. Uh, when we look at, what was the other one that you had mentioned? Um, uh, score. Score. Now, granted, Mad Max doesn't have the score in here. Mm-mm. I would be surprised if John Williams would win for Star Wars. You think uh Only Mark because I think, ooh, I think that's who they'll probably give it to. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I don't think they will give it to John Williams, and I don't know how many uh, Oscars that John Williams has won, but Star Wars, you're kind of retreading over the yeah. same material for yeah. the 8th, 10th, 11th time. You know, mm-hmm. how many times is he going to kind of retweak the Star Wars main theme? How's he right. going to incorporate, you know, the, the Vader march and all that stuff into um, his little bits? So, you know, I love John Williams. Sure. Don't get me wrong. No, absolutely. I just don't think that when I listen to the soundtrack of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and the day that it came out on Spotify or whatever it was on, one of the streaming yeah. services, I cranked it up and had the whole soundtrack playing <laughs> throughout the whole day. But I don't think it's, I don't think it is, is better. But, you know, um, again, people are going to think, well, Stephen, you were really talking about Paid for Late. Why are you suddenly bagging on it? I'm not bagging on it. Yeah. As much as I am saying, here are some things that I had trouble with with the movie. Yes, the Marconi music is uh, fantastic, mm-hmm. but there are weird times where he starts using some like contemporary music in the piece, oh, really? which kind of breaks the. I wonder if the flow. I wonder if that is uh, Marconi or if that was Tarantino because you know Tarantino know. is notorious for saying, "I choose the music for the film because I have it in my head," mm-hmm. and that's why he generally doesn't do original scores because he mm-hmm. just licenses music and puts generally like rap music. Over the top of all of his films and stuff, because yeah. that's what he imagines when he's crafting it. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine Tarantino's, you know, he's his own thing. Yeah, he is. He really is. Yeah. Which you got to admire. And oh, no. Give yeah, awards yeah, yeah. to, right? No, so. I've, been, I've been talking all about Tarantino with my friends this week. <laughs> um, and then the rest of the awards are all the kind of pud. Everyone's just going to skip them in the bathroom breaks. I enjoy them because you kind of find 
these gems of movies, I mm-hmm. feel like, mm-hmm. uh, when you get into these weird things, especially like documentaries and short yeah. films. Because you can generally, most of the short films get up on iTunes and you can watch them there on the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting to me. You know, foreign film, I always find fascinating um, because, you know, they're kind of harder to track down, but they do things and give an insight into the world that we don't generally see when you watch American films. So I always find it interesting to see uh, what gets nominated and what kind of made it big. And they always feel bad for all the countries that they get to make these films. They get to like submit, one. submit one. They yes. get to choose between all the films made in their country. They get to submit one. Yeah. And hopefully then it gets nominated. Um, so that's always interesting. I think, I think the one that will be the most interesting to watch is visual effects. Ooh, okay. Because you got Ex Machina, which yep. is fantastic. Did you ever see it? I bought it. So fantastic, <laughs> especially when they when they get into the whole um, robot stuff. Yeah. And what they're doing there. You got Mad Max Fury Road, which again has some phenomenal visual effects that complement the practical effects. Yep. The Martian, again, really fantastic. Good. Yeah. Revenant, you got to have uh, Leonardo fighting a bear. Fighting a bear. And maybe doing some other things. <laughs> and then you got Star Wars. I yeah. mean, this is going to be the tough one. Yeah. And it, and it's weird that people will, like these don't get hyped as much, but you know there aren't as many uh, nominations for ones. You can't really spread mm-hmm. the votes, mm-hmm. and and so especially movies now where you special effects to fill in gaps. They're not huge big things always. The time they're kind right. of small details that really right. complete a film. Um, and so then, how do you judge it? Do you need the big spectacle visual effects, or is it something? Like the rev, you know, there's mm-hmm. things like that that are smaller pieces that are just using them in a way that enhances the story without calling attention to itself. Right. And so, what do you go with that? Or you know, you know, like hate or uh, Mad Max balancing out uh, practical effects. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be on on that one. That will be the tough one. I think maybe Star Wars, but you know, it's kind of been done before, right? You know, and, yeah. and that's the thing that you have to look. And that's again, I'm not bagging on Star Wars, but a lot of what we've seen in Star Wars has been done before. Yeah, it like is, what did they push? It is commercial entertainment. What is the new thing that they did? If mm-hmm. anything, they pushed bringing back more practical effects and bringing the practical effects back into the into the piece. But if we're going to be honest, Mad Max probably did and practical they, better than Star Wars. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And I think with the visual effects, especially the sand desert chase scene, um, the sandstorm oh, uh, was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. But, you know, the Martian totally crafted world right i mean you had yeah. to totally enhance that environment mm-hmm. every scene has to be painted and rotoscoped out so i'm mean, not rotoscoped out but you have to add background background right. replacement you have to paint the world of mars on there mm-hmm. so i'm probably a toss-up between well, well then, i really I mean, really think martian, about you it. have the entire spaceship and them on the shuttle and they're yeah so i'm thinking maybe around. maybe the martian ex machina it's one of those two that I, that that's probably gonna win because i don't know i i mean let's three lightsaber blades shooting out is, <laughs> is worth it. And you know, so. and I think as weird as it is, and you don't always want to see this, I think the Martian needs to get recognized with some award. I think it deserves it. Oh I think, yeah. I think it balanced. I mean, it is a great a comedy. film crap. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Ridley Scott when they accepted his uh-uh. Golden Globe? They won best musical or comedy right, film. Right. And Ridley Scott gets up there with the award and he goes, comedy, but we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, because I thought Matt Damon was afterwards. He was like, "Yeah, it's really more of a musical." Yeah, everyone was kind of bagging on it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is that film that I think straddled the line of, you know, this very serious kind of film, but had the commercial 
kind of behind it in the entertainment. It right. wasn't too serious. It certainly wasn't too comedy. No. Um, but I think it's straddled the line. And I think it did really well. I think, again, Matt Damon acting by himself yeah. is impressive. Right. Um, so I think it deserves something. What it'll actually walk away with, I think, will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I did send you a link uh, several weeks ago where they were um, sharing all of the movie scripts yeah. from 2015. And they yeah. they updated it once again. And now I've got something like 35 scripts all here sitting <laughs> here. Have you had a chance to go through them? Uh, no, but I've done it before. I've gone through scripts from oh, okay. different movies that okay. have been released. Because, you know, they're all here. Carol, Ex Machina, um, uh, even Hateful Eight reading, I read mm-hmm. through part of Hateful Eight is fa- fantastic to read. Really? Because it's like, just Tarantino just, and then this is going to happen, and then this, <laughs> ah, you're going to, and let, let me just pull up, uh, let me pull okay. up a bit here. Because it's so funny yeah. in, in the way it's written, or interesting than the way it's written. Yeah. Uh, this is the first shot for scene. Cut from black to 78 millimeter super scope wide shot of Wyoming <laughs> exterior white winter Wyoming mountain range snowy day a breathtaking 70 millimeter film <laughs> as in the whole movie snow covered mountain range a staggering opening vista set to appropriately nerve jangling music then in the bottom left of this big 70 millimeter super <laughs> cinema scope frame we see a stagecoach being pulled by a team of six horses rip snorting through the bottom of the landscape setting uh, setting is an undetermined time, six or eight or 12 years after the Civil War. So that's how he describes uh, the, the first shot. That is the Quentin, like, I feel like yeah. every other line is like, this is in 70 millimeter. <laughs> uh, uh, shot two. Now, still in big CinemaScope <laughs> 70 millimeter film gloriousness, we follow along with the lone stagecoach driver fighting uh, and guiding these six horses to shelter. It's just funny that it's uh, just... It's just that he's got to say it's yeah. going to be 70 millimeter. It's just funny. It's really interesting to me. It always has been that... They release their scripts. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just a thing that I've always found interesting that they always, because I mean, technically we see every other aspect of the film right. when we go watch it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not necessarily people voting for the films. Mm-hmm. We're not, I don't get a vote at all. They didn't send me any screeners. Right, right. Um, but then they were like, here's all of our scripts. You can, you can read them. Yeah. And then you can just have them. Which, like, you know, which is really cool. Be, it really used to be this was very hush hush. You'd never got to see imagine. this. Yeah. You never got to see the the drafts that that these went through mm-hmm. you never got to see any of that but nowadays i think more people are um willing to release these online for mm-hmm. a number of purposes number one it gives people a chance to if you want to write a script here's the format that you yeah. need to kind of follow and not all of them follow the exact same format um so it's it's interesting just to see uh, just from a formatting perspective if someone wants to learn how to do that mm-hmm. to go out and grab these yeah cuz when you look back 60s and 70s it was like amazing. You'll see now like, oh, we found a script of, you know, The Shining and it was like right, right. part of the shooting script and it wasn't the final one because you can see scribbles and there yeah, was changes yeah. and it's such a big deal. Uh, yeah, you can definitely tell. Well, the and these certainly aren't shooting. I mean, these are well, the final scripts, scripts, but no. I mean, it would be interesting to see these with director's notes and those kinds of things on there. So Yeah, especially Tarantino's where he just yeah, wrote yeah. 70 millimeter <laughs> and giant sharpening over the page. It's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, the question is, Stephen. Yes. Are you actually going to watch the Oscars? Probably not. No? no. Yeah, I've got better things to do will, with my time. Will you follow along on Twitter? Um, if the Twitter is up when, uh, the Oscars are on, then yes, I will, I will pay attention to it off to the side. But yeah, again, I can just wait for someone else to come out with a complete list. I don't, it's not yeah. like I'm live tweeting this. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm there. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have a stake in all of this. Sure. And again, there was a time where. 
this was my this was my Christmas, right? This was the <laughs> one moment of the year that I would wait for so I could sit down and and just have, shut off the rest of the world and watch these and figure out who was going to be. And it, it was great. But now mm-hmm. it's just like, eh. You know, with when you hear about what happened with Weinstein buying votes uh, years ago, it it really tarnishes this. And when you find out that, you know, it's great when certain people get to nominate in their own category, like animated movies. Mm -hmm. But then when it's the the big five, it's just open for everybody. It's like, okay, well, it's very lopsided and it's Mm -hmm. it's not very representative of the actual work that's being done. So. I've just become kind of jaded on the whole thing. So, no, I probably won't. Okay. What about you? Yes, I will certainly uh, watch. I'll probably make some picks and I'll, I'll, I'll go over to Aubrey's family's house and I'll print off everyone's sheets and then make them <laughs> make them pick and then laugh at them as I beat them. <laughs> you think I'm you're like, going to beat them? I beat them every year by okay. a lot. All right. Because they, they're dumb. They're not dumb. They just don't care as much as I do. Everyone, they all play like... Uh, March Madness and stuff, oh, yeah, and I yeah. don't fill those out, so I make everyone else fill out film <laughs> brackets five minutes before they start. Well, I hope you win, Zach. Well, thank you, Stephen. We have uh, to wait till February twenty eighth. I know it's so long. It's so long. It's really not. It's like forty it's like a days. Month. Like a whole month. It's it's like forty days. Let's just let's just do it next week. What's the big rush? Well, because everybody voted. has to get their dresses ready. Oh, sure. Everybody has to find out who their tailor is going to be. Uh, everybody yes. has to buy their. Buy their tickets, buy their dinner reservations. They've got to, I mean, they've got to make sure that the, that everybody that they want to be on the show can be on the mm-hmm. show. You know, it's, um, it's a big spectacle. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, people, them, people will look pretty. People will be upset. People will be happy. People will cry. Mm-hmm. And there will be lots of stuff to talk about for three or four days after the Oscars. Yep. And then we'll forget. Forever. And then people will forget for another year. Yeah. So, Cause then it's Sundance and. Yes, the uh-huh. good movies start coming out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll probably talk about it more than when they come out, maybe or maybe not. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. film we'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking I sent forward, you an email today that you did. A I just of, went a bunch through of movies right before I uh, walked over here. I didn't walk; I drove. So you did see the what was the first one that I said for next week? Revenant. Revenant. So you did yes. see that. I did. Is that going to be here for another week? I believe so. I was kind of okay. looking through. I'm pretty sure it's, it actually is done remarkably well at the box office oh yeah it actually beat star wars on that friday it came out oh okay yeah so it's done really well and i can imagine it's going to be here for another week let me look so. on saturday and see if it's going to be here this saturday yeah this saturday Ooh, it, yes it's still going to be here this saturday so i'll go watch it i will go see it on saturday i'll go watch it what time are you gonna go on oh yeah i thought you saw it you said you saw it already yeah i know yeah i'll go watch it again i don't have anything to do on saturday. Oh, i probably won't see it until late at night it'll have to be the last the nine thirty show okay that's probably where I'll see. Okay. And I'll you know talk what? You later I'm, I'm going to probably go see tonight. Go see. Uh, Big Short? The Big Short because it's the final showings at 10 o'clock. So oh, there you go. I'm going to go see that. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, so we have a thing out of shows. And uh, uh, next week will definitely be The Revenant. And then we'll be planning out shows for the rest of the year. A lot of mm-hmm. good movies coming out. Yeah. A lot uh, of superhero comic yeah. book themed stuff. So if you're into that, you want to check them out. And I'm sure Rob and Brian will be joining us for those. And Absolutely. Other they're well, always so. great to bring in with their uh, comic book knowledge. Yeah. And they're always so excited. I love it. Oh, yeah. Even if I think films Rob. are junk, Rob's always like, yeah, this is Batman, <laughs> and he punched him, and it was great. <laughs> uh, so you have a lot to look forward to this year mm-hmm. on Zach on Film. But, you know, that's the end of this episode. So while you wait for the next episode, 
when we talk about the Revenant come out, head over to MajorSpoilers.com. You can find comic book news, movie news, and all sorts of stuff to keep you entertained for the week when you're not listening to a Major Spoilers podcast, which you should be subscribed to and downloading every week. Yep. If you're over Major Spoilers, use that Amazon.com link. You can buy books. You can buy movies. You can buy all sorts of stuff. Toilet paper, air fresheners, you pencils. Can. I've bought a pencil. I bought one pencil off Amazon once because I have a very special pencil that I like. And I one dated it and it was great. I loved the pencil <laughs> and it was absolutely worth it. And when you do that, you use the Amazon.com link at Major Spoilers. It's not going to cost you any extra. Your pencil will still be $5. Everyone will make fun of you. But a little bit will go back to Major Spoilers to help keep all the servers and costs going and get the content out to you week and week and week and week of this year. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Zach on Film. We'll see you next week when we talk about The Revenant. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.